All right, everybody, welcome back to the SB3V Fantasy Bowl podcast. Today's date is November 14th, 2020, and we're going to be going over the Week 10 matchups, just six matchups this week, and I'm going to bring in my over-under segment, and then Anthony is going to bring over uh, his FanDuel line. I'm going to hand it over to Liam, or to get started for today. You know how this drill goes. We start with the Thursday game, and Billy said it perfectly. We chose six of the best games we think have the most appealing fantasy matchups, and his over-under segment which we all like to do. So first game we're going to go over is the Thursday night game, the NFC AFC showdown between the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts. Colts prevailed 34-17. Overall, it was kind of a boring game to watch, especially in the second half. The Colts were just playing with the lead and running the ball, and Tennessee did not look good on offense. Ryan Tannehill was getting banged up left and right. They were getting to him. A.J. Brown finished with 3.1 points. I would still say he's a wide receiver two, borderline one going forward. It was just a bad week. It did snap his five tu- five straight weeks of the touchdown, but I would still be confident with him. Derrick Henry finished over 100 yards. It was actually funny because I remember Aiden was saying, I'm, he's like, I'm pissed that he only got 100 yards. I'm like, well, anybody going should be happy saying that scoring 200 yards and three touchdowns. But the one player I really want to talk about is Jonathan Taylor. It was the Neem Hines show this week. He finished with 28 fantasy points. He scored a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. He seemed to be all involved in the offense. And he has another really good matchup versus Green Bay next week. So I'm going to ask each one of you. Actually, I'm going to ask two of you because I have a question for the other person. Is it time to drop Jonathan Taylor? This really hurts for me to say, but if you can get some better options on the waiver, I would consider it. It just doesn't seem the Colts are confident using Jonathan Taylor, despite the fact that he's had some easier matchups. He averages like six to seven rushing attempts per game, and Frank Reich uh, is is set on using this running back committee with Naeem Hines, who has gotten most of the attention, especially in the red zones. He gets a lot of uh, receiving touchdowns, and also Jordan Wilkins as well. I don't understand why they even put in Jordan Wilkins. He's terrible. Jonathan Taylor is much better than Jordan Wilkins. Uh but you just have to see how they use him. I would hold on to him maybe for like a week longer and if he puts up another dud, especially against an easy rushing defense like Green Bay. Bye-bye, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I definitely really dislike this guy a lot because I've played him in FanDuel and um, he's been really disappointing, you know? Like, it's just so frustrating when you play him in a week in a great spot. And you have two Colts running backs earn over 20 points, and this idiot earns four points. But what I'd do with him is I'd have him just sit on the bench, and I would not play this guy until further notice until he proves something that he can actually produce. So I wouldn't cut him, but I'd just have him sit on your bench. Yeah, no, I wouldn't drop him just yet. I think there's upside there. I think Frank Reich likes to ride with the hot hand. If Jonathan Taylor gets hot one of the games, we're going to see him out there a lot more. And also, a player I forgot to mention, Tennessee side, was Joni Smith. He did nothing. He only just found the end zone once, which nine points. I would start considering benching Joni Smith for now on. But, again, there's a lot of mouse of fear in that offense. And now, final question for Joe. Is Michael Pittman the wide receiver one an appealing fantasy option for Indianapolis? I think he's an appealing – sorry. I think he's the wide receiver number one on the Colts right now, but I would not say he's an appealing fantasy option just yet. I mean, he's had two – last this week he played good, but last week, you know, 9.6 isn't great. I would say pick him up, have him sit on your bench for a little bit, see what he could do. But I feel like 
the real uh, big fantasy options for Indianapolis are their running backs. It's just a matter of picking which one. I just feel like Phillip Rivers isn't great for fantasy players, and so I would say if Michael Pittman's on waivers, might as well pick him up, but I would not start him just yet. All right, so that was Thursday Night Breakdown. We're going to start with our first game out of the six we've chosen. Me and Joe got three, and Billy and Anthony got the other three. And I've chosen Texans-Browns. It's going to be like two weeks ago between the Vegas Raiders and Browns. It's supposed to be bad weather, windy. I think it's not supposed to be as rainy. And I saw hail on the screen last time we were playing. I don't think it's supposed to be like that. It's just really windy. Um, I guess Nick Chubb is back, so that's huge. Don't feel, don't have any doubt starting him. Put him in your lineups. He's going to get yards and everything. I think both running backs for Cleveland are in both really good positions to play really well this week. I do like Kareem Hunt, though, a little more than Chubb because it's Chubb's first week back, and they're probably going to monitor his workload. For Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, you already know how this goes. Joe, what do you think about Baker Mayfield this week? Don't play him, please. I'm begging you. He's not doing anything. Windy, we saw what he did against Las Vegas. Also, Browns, run-heavy team. Baker Mayfield, just he's not. I don't even think he's good enough to be back up in fantasy football leagues. Um, stay away from him, please. And for the Houston side of the ball, I think Sean Watson, if it wasn't one day, has another really good, really good matchup. I think Will Flores, a wide receiver, too. I think you should start him. Uh, Duke Johnson, David Johnson officially ruled out, so I think Duke Johnson's a plug-and-play running back, too. Puts him right in that position to succeed. He got a lot. He had 20 carries and like 108 yards and a touchdown last week after Jackson, after David Johnson left, so I think he's really good. He's the bell cow in that backfield. What do we do with Brandon Cooks? If you're that thin receiver, do you start Brandon Cooks? And are you confident with him having a good week like he did last week? I would start him this week. Uh, that Cleveland secondary is pretty terrible besides Denzel Ward. Um, I would I would say Brandon Cooks has had a good past few games, and I would say that he would be a solid option to start this week. But if you're in, like, let's say an eight-man league, I would probably stay away from him. But if you're in a 10- to 12-man league, I would say start him. Okay, so me and Anthony will be covering the next game. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting uh, the Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady coming off probably one of the worst games he's ever played in his career, Sunday Night Football against the Saints. And he didn't do that good in his uh, Week 2 matchup against Carolina. Uh, So, Anthony, do you think that Tom Brady can bounce back from his abysmal performance against New Orleans? Or do you think that he's going to be disappointing again? I absolutely think that Tom Brady is going to have a monster game today. As if you listen to the podcast last week, I talked about how Patty Mahomes was going to be able to sit in the pocket all game because the Panthers cannot rush the passer. So that's exactly what's going to happen with Tom Brady. You're going to see him sitting in the pocket nice and comfortable, just slinging it to his new target. We might see see AB produce wide receiver one numbers this week. I don't know. It's kind of a wide receiver committee over there in Tampa. So, yeah, I definitely really like Tom Brady this week, and he's probably a top mm, four or five quarterback this week for me. I just want to say that Leonard Fournette, I think, is a good starting option for this week, especially against uh, Carolina's weak defense. He had a very good week uh, against Carolina back in, I think it was week two. It might have been week three. Uh, In terms of Carolina, Mike Davis going to be in for Christian McCaffrey. He's going up against that tough uh, Bucks front seven. But talking about the Panthers receivers, Anthony, who are you liking the most uh, this game, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, or Curtis Samuel? 
Okay, so I've definitely been wrong on the whole DJ Moore narrative. It's clear that Teddy Bridgewater just has tunnel vision. He only wants to throw to Robbie Anderson. So for me, uh, DJ Moore's, I'd say a wide receiver three at this point is dependent on a big play because he's just not going to see the volume you want on a night-to-night basis. So I really I like Robbie Anderson in this spot. I think the uh, Buccaneers secondary is vulnerable and – I wouldn't be afraid to start Curtis Samuel this week either because we've been seeing him used in a, at the running back position on the goal line situation. So I'd start Robbie Anderson, uh, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore if you're kind of thin. All right, so our next game is between the Buffalo Bills and Arizona Cardinals. I think this has shootout written all over it. I think Kyler Murray and Josh Allen have both chances to be really well this week. I'm going to take a bold prediction. I think Kyler Murray finishes the quarterback one this week, and Josh Allen finishes the quarterback two this week. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. It's being really well. I think two very pass-heavy offenses, but we've known the Bills be run, run, run in the past. But Sean McDermott says, screw it. Let Josh Allen throw, and he's been playing well when he's given the, given the opportunity. Uh, Kenyon Drake is right now literally a 50-50 decision if he's going to play tomorrow. So monitoring him, if he doesn't play, it looks like I'm screwed for my running back position tomorrow. So Chase Edmonds, just great to start him if Kenyon Drake doesn't play. But for the Cardinals side of the ball, I think DeAndre Hopkins will draw Tredavious White, who's also questionable with a groin injury. So Tredavious White is ultimately out. I think Hopkins does a really, really good game. But Joe, who would you rather have, Christian Kirk or Mike Williams? I am going to have to make a, I don't know if this is a bold take, but I'm taking Mike Williams personally. I just feel like the Cardinals are, I feel like they're focused a lot on um, Kyler Murray and his rushing stats as well. Also, like I feel like the the Chargers offense is a really pass-heavy offense, and I just feel like the connection that I've seen with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams is greater than the connection with Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk. So I'm going Mike Williams. And for the Bills side of the ball, I think John Brown, Stephon Diggs, all really good starts. But who's going to lead back this week? Is it Zach Moss or Devin Singletary? I'm going Zach Moss. Uh, we saw Singletary get like three carries last week. I just think – I don't think the Buffalo offensive line is too great though. And the Buffalo running backs uh, – don't really intrigue me too much. I just feel like they it's really a Josh Allen uh, offense, and the running backs are kind of getting phased out in Buffalo. All right, so moving on, we have NFC West matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Rams. Every single quarterback that has gone up against Seattle has done a good job. So Jared Goff, if you, if you have a QB who's on a bye – like maybe have Mahomes. I know he has a bye this week. You can definitely put him into your lineup for this week. <laughs> um, we saw Cooper Cup get 21 targets back in week eight, I believe. Because, yeah, the Rams had a bye last week, I'm pretty sure. And this is looking like a great week for Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Anthony, which one do you think will have the better, uh, the bigger impact, uh, Woods or Cup? Um, for me, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Cup has always been really good. He's the guy who I think is guaranteed to see like at least tar- uh, eight targets because he's Jared Goff's uh, favorite target. So I really like both of these guys since um, Seattle just cannot cover anybody as we've seen. So, But if I were to pick someone, I'd go 
Cooper Cup. And now talking about the Seahawks, Russell Wilson had a bit of a rough week last week against Buffalo as he threw a few interceptions. Do you think that Russell Wilson will have trouble against this Rams defense, or do you think that Russ is going to cook this week against the Rams? I, I think the Rams defense are a tough unit, but it's Russell Wilson. Like, um, I wouldn't be scared to start Russell Wilson in any matchup since he's Russell Wilson. And, yeah, I think Russell Wilson will have a good day. I'd say three touchdowns, 300 yards. He might have a pick or two, but her produce. And for the last game, me and Joe are going to cover. It's an AFC North showdown. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati coming off its bye, and Pittsburgh avoiding a scare last week versus Dallas and Garrett Gilbert. Um, I bold prediction. I think this is the week Pittsburgh loses. There's just something in me that I think Joe Burrow is going to come. I think Cincinnati's going to come ready to play. It's in Pittsburgh, which makes a little bit of difference, a big factor. But Joe Mason has officially been ruled as doubtful, so he's likely is out. And I made that stupid trade earlier in the week for James Conner for Joe Mason. I'm not going to get into that. So Giovanni Bernard, but I don't think that's the best running back matchup for him against that Pittsburgh front seven, who they've been really well against running backs all this year they've been against. But for uh, Cincinnati, it's T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. I think they all have a chance to succeed. So, Joe, does Joe Burrow, if Cincinnati's playing down a lot of this game and game script favors him, does Joe Burrow finish a top-12 fantasy quarterback this week? I believe he does. Um, I just feel like the past couple – I feel like this season we've seen a lot out of Joe Burrow – also, you know, um, the Bengals, have, they had the last week off, so they're going to be coming ready to play. I, I feel like Joe Burrow's due for another big game. He's shown why he's worth that uh, number one draft pick, and I think Joe Burrow will have a big week this week. And for Pittsburgh, you're going to probably another question. It's Juju, Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Who will be the best fantasy receiver this week? So... On the ESPN uh, Fantasy Football app, they actually have Chase Claypool ranked over Juju. I'm 100% going to have to disagree with this. I still think Juju Smith-Schuster is the number one guy in Pittsburgh. He had two bad weeks. Every other week, he's had, had at least 12 fantasy points. And if I, I had to choose one, I would choose Juju over uh, both those guys. Okay, so the final game we're going to cover is going to be the San Francisco 49ers versus New Orleans Saints. Man, I hope uh, we get as good as the game we got last year. Remember that game last year between the the Niners and Saints? That was the game of the season last year. Talking about the Saints, last week Aaron Rodgers completely tore up the uh, the San Francisco secondary. So, Anthony, Michael Thomas, is this the week we've been waiting for for so long for him to finally have a big day? Yes, this is most definitely the week for him where he just absolutely finishes as the wide receiver one. I think that um, Michael Thomas has always had really good numbers when he plays at home in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I don't know what it is, but he's just always really good there. And you factor in uh, who's going to be on him, uh, Jason, what is it, Verrett? He's small. Um, he's definitely a guy who you'll be able to pick on in the red zone. Michael Thomas has a lot of size on him. And we've seen the 49ers get absolutely destroyed by wide receiver ones. We saw uh, DeAndre Hopkins in week one, DK Metcalf, and uh, Devontae Adams. So, yes, I think this is the week that Michael Thomas just proves how dominant he is in the NFL.
And now talking about the Niners, Nick Mullins back in for QB. We saw what he did uh, against Green Bay with Richie James. We know Brandon Ayuk is going to be back this week. Brandon Ayuk, do you think he's a good starting option against the Saints, who I would say their secondary is definitely the weakest part of their team? What do you think? Um, I think that Ayuk is in a decent position. Is Debo Samuel back this week? No. Okay, well, then I definitely look at Brandon Ayuk as probably a wide receiver, too. I believe that he's be lining up against Marshawn Lattimore, um, Yes, he is a big name, but I'm sorry. The guy's overrated. He he plays good against one wide receiver, and that is Mike Evans. So, yeah, I like I, I like Ayuk in this spot. I think this game will possibly be more high-scoring than some people expect. So, yeah. Okay, so that does it for our six-game breakdown. Now can move over to uh, over-under. So I have two quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, and one tight end. And I have a to- uh, point total I think they're capable of getting. I'm going to ask the guys uh, if they think they can as well, over that or under that. So starting with the QB position, my first quarterback, it's a guy I already talked about before, Jared Goff versus the Seattle Seahawks. Like I said, great plug-in quarterback uh, against Seattle. It seems like every single quarterback that plays the Seahawks does really well. So Jared Goff over or under 20 points against Seattle. Uh, it also depends what uh, league you're playing in. Four touchdown, four point touchdowns or six point touchdowns. I think he's capable of getting both over twenty points in either league. Again, I think Jared Goff has a really good matchup this week. I think he's the start of the week. Seattle's been terrible, horrendous against uh, quarterbacks all year. I don't know that Legion of Boom went. They sizzled out, disappeared in Seattle. Shaquille Griffin's also out, so I think that gives Robert Woods and Cooper Cup a chance to succeed. But remember, against Miami, we also said. Cooper Cup's 21 targets, that was crazy and normal. And Jared Goff, 61 pass attempts. I don't think we're ever seeing that again. I think Jared Goff played them out of that game, and that's why he did that. But I do think Jared Goff gets over 20 points in a potential shootout in the NFC West. Okay, my other quarterback is going to be Tua. I don't. I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> no idea. Very intriguing matchup in terms of QB. We have the fifth-round pick and the sixth-round pick of the 2020 draft, Tua versus Herbert. I'm going with Tua. I actually think that he's going to have the bigger game. Like I've said in previous episodes, I'm very, very high on Tua. Uh, the Chargers' defense has been pretty disappointing this season. We expect a lot more out of them, but they've been the Achilles heel of this team. Do you think Tua is going to get over or under 20 points against the Chargers? I'm going to go over 20. Again, like you said, the Chargers defense is uh, pretty weak this year. Losing Derwin James for the season really hurt that unit. Also, I want to acknowledge one thing that you said, that you think that uh, Tua is going to have the bigger game than Herbert. I'm going to have to disagree. I think Herbert, Justin Herbert's the best quarterback out of this draft class right now, and I think Herbert's going to have a bigger game than Tua, even though he's facing a way better defense than Tua is. I don't know, man. Miami defense has been very good this season, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the battle of the two young rooks. Moving on to the running back position, my first running back is going to be Antonio Gibson against the Detroit Lions. Uh, one of the best running back tandems in fantasy is Gibson and McKissick. I told you guys aftermath, pick up J.D. McKissick because this guy averages like at least 10 points a game because he had nine receptions last week against the Giants. Uh, this Lions rushing defense has been abysmal this season. Antonio Gibson, over or under 15 points? 
Give me the over 15. I'm pretty confident this guy's going to get over 20, actually. I think that as long as the Washington football team doesn't find a way to go down 20-3 to like they did against the Giants, it's going to be a great game script for him. We've seen when the games are close or when they're actually leading, which I think they have a chance to uh, do in this game. Uh, Antonio Gibson is the lead back, so... If he gets good volume, he's going to produce most definitely. So I'm going to slam the over at 15 fantasy points. Second running back is going to be Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, of course, has been dealing with some injury issues. He did get some time in last week, but we also did see Jamal Williams, uh, that tandem going forward. It seems that Aaron Jones is 100% healthy going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville also a very uh, weak rushing defense. So over under Aaron Jones, 20 points against the Jags. Ooh, that's a close one. I'm just going to say over. Jaguars are horrendous. There's only 16 team that we've been talking about, even though they got that lucky one for sending out this week one. I still think it's the Aaron Rodgers showdown in Green Bay. I said it. He's been playing pissed off. I'm not going to – I like to see the same thing this Sunday against Jacksonville, Devontae Adams. I think Alan Lazard is back, believe it or not. But I don't know what they're going to do with Aaron Jones. I still think he's going to find the end zone once or twice, receiving or rushing. So I would say over 20 points against that horrendous front seven in Jacksonville. Yeah, Aaron Jones has this weird ability to have these unbelievable games. He's had like two uh, plus 40 games in his career. So maybe he can do that against Jacksonville. My final running back is going to be Mike Davis against the Bucks. Christian McCaffrey, of course, is going to be out for this week. Once again, really sucks for McCaffrey owners because when that guy's in, he pretty much does good against any team he plays in. Mike Davis was a bit disappointing in his final three games that he did start without McCaffrey. He's going up against a tough uh, front seven in Tampa. Mike Davis over under 15 against Tampa. I'm going under for Mike Davis. I just think that Bucks run defense is uh... – too good, especially in my opinion. I don't think Mike Davis is anything special of a running back. I don't see him breaking fifteen. I see the the production coming out of Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel this week, and I could also see um, Curtis Samuel getting some rushing yards as well. I I just don't I don't think Mike Davis is a great option. I say in deeper leagues he's a good flex option, but that's about it. Okay, so moving on to my receivers. My first receiver is going to be Will Fuller for the Houston Texans. Will Fuller has definitely been one of the biggest breakout fantasy players of this season. I think the guy uh, is a wide receiver too, maybe even high-end wide receiver too. He's been very good this season. He's going against the Cleveland Browns. I know we mentioned that there are pretty bad weather conditions, but he seems to be the number, the number one wide receiver in Houston right now. Over or under 20 points against Cleveland for Will Fuller. Um, I'm going to hit the over on that, assuming that the weather is still bad like they're talking about. They're expecting it to be like the game uh, when they played the Raiders, like 25-mile-per-hour winds of 40-mile-per-hour gusts. So I'm going to go ahead and say the over, but if it, the weather actually turns out to be fine, I meant I said under. I meant under if the weather's bad and over if the weather's good. Okay, so my next receiver is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, good good for Juju owners that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be playing this week. And it seems that that Ben-Juju connection we saw in 2018 is starting to return. Uh, so Juju over under 15 against Cincinnati. 
Um, hopefully the they're playing a close game throughout the, throughout the game, like against Dallas. The game script uh, favorites Juju. I would say he gets over fifteen. Again, that secondary in Cincinnati is not very good. Again, like Billy said, it seems the Big Ben Juju connections resurfacing in twenty twenty. But again, I think there's too many mouths to feed in this offense. I think Juju's the safest target for Ben Roethlisberger, and I think he'll get over 15 points this week. And I think he'll find the end zone and help all your fantasy teams out. And my final receiver is going to be Allen Robinson against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota has probably one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. It's really Harrison Smith, and that's it. Nobody else is good at all. So Allen Robinson... The guy has been one of the most consistent wide receivers this season. Over under 20 against Minnesota. I'm going to actually have to take the under for Allen Robinson. Um, it appears he's banged up right now. He's He only practiced, practiced in a limited capacity on Friday. So I'm I'm gonna say definitely still start Allen Robinson. I could still getting see him earning anywhere from 13 to 18 points, but I'm gonna have to say he's going under 20 this week. And my tight end is gonna be Evan Ingram against the Philadelphia Eagles. Evan Ingram has been much better lately, and I think he's entered back into the tight end one conversation. The Eagles are not good at covering tight ends for this season because their linebacker, I don't know what's going on. They just haven't done a good job with tight ends at all. Can Evan Ingram continue this this little streak he's going on over under 12 points for Evan Ingram? Um, I'm going to hit the over on Evan Ingram at 12 points. We saw he should have had a bigger game against the Eagles last time. Very unfortunate. But since then, he's been faring pretty well. We've seen him get his normal amount of target share. Daniel Jones, he's probably one of his favorite targets. In the last, in the last few games, he's had... Um, over nine targets in the last three. So I expect him to get loose against the Eagles. I could see him scoring a touchdown. So I'm going to hit the over at 12. No, you brought up the targets. I said a month ago when people said I'm going to drop Evan Ingram, I said don't do it because the targets are there. So hopefully it's all paying off for you now. I'm just saying I called it. Okay, so moving into the FanDuel line, what we have this week. This week we have Kyler Murray. Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk, John Brown, Austin Hooper, Mike Davis, and the Washington football team's defense. Sounds like a good line. I forgot to mention Austin Hooper in the Cleveland game. I think he's going to be a top five tight end this week. Remember, no OBJ. So this will be the first official Cleveland game without Odell Beckham Jr. We're going to see how it pans out. Hope you enjoyed. Love listening to this episode this week. We'll be right back at your Tuesday with Aftermath 6 with me and Billy, and hopefully it's a good weekend of football, and hopefully we get there. Hopefully COVID does not shut anything down. As infection rate increases, hope you all stay safe, and let's pray that football season continues.